Today's conversation on the Brunswick Buzz is our election edition, 2022. I'll be interviewing three candidates running unopposed for the Brunswick School Board, Elizabeth Sakala, Beth Bisson, and Mandy Merrill. I'll also be interviewing Brunswick Town Clerk Fran Smith. Deciding to run for the school board is not an easy decision. It takes a large time commitment and a dedication to learning the ins and outs of public education. And you also need to accept there is likely a high chance your decisions will be scrutinized and challenged. However, serving as a board member is one of the most important responsibilities that a citizen can undertake. If elected, the educational standards that each member, together with fellow board members, establish will affect the future of our students, the community, and the society at large. Being a board member is a complex and varied position, and having worked with many board members over the years, it is often frustrating. However, it is also rewarding as you watch students succeed and go on to be a productive citizen. As a result, the educational opportunities board members have helped create. So today on the Brunswick Buzz, Election Edition 2022. So today on the Brunswick Buzz, I'm talking with Brunswick Town Clerk Fran Smith. Fran, your department in Brunswick is responsible for administrating all the uh, elections in Brunswick, so the state, uh, the local, and then the federal elections. I thought um, it would be great if you could kind of give us an overview of elections in Brunswick. But before I do that, it might be great to just have our listeners hear how long you've been doing this. Sure. You know, your background and, you know, why you've you know, you love what you do here. Well, I've been in, um, I've worked for the town of Brunswick as a town clerk for 22 years. Prior to that, I was a town clerk in Falmouth for four years. And prior to that, I worked for the division of elections for two years. And prior to that, when I did my internship as part of my master's um, with the town of Brunswick, which is, and I live here in Brunswick, didn't grow up here, but I live here for close to 30 years. So it would just provide me with you. It's one of those things you just kind of fall into. You know, you never say when you're, unless your mom has been a clerk or your dad's been a clerk, you don't typically, you kind of fall into this profession and then you learn to love it. So what what do you, and before we kind of talk about the, you know, the ins and outs of it, what, what do you, what do you like about this work? I mean, obviously there's many elements of what I do. Um, we get, but I think my favorite part is just the interaction with the community, whether it's marriage licenses or even a dog license, all those things generate, you know, a lot of interactions, which is what I really enjoy. So walk us through, uh, some things that the community of Brunswick members of the Brunswick, uh, municipality should know about this upcoming, I expect a very busy election, but that maybe you might have, you may say something differently, but that's what I'm Uh, saying. I'm not going to say anything differently. The major draw, major ticket item this time, of course, is for governor. Um, Mm -hmm. There are other positions on the U.S. congressional, um, some county ones, and certainly we have our local school board and town council races that are on our local ballot. But we obviously, in what we call the even years, when we have the governors or the presidential elections, we do see much more on voter activity. So I wouldn't anticipate out of our 16,000 registered voters, probably 11 to 12,000 would participate in this upcoming election. We have a very good turnout compared to um, most communities. I think that, um, I just think people in this community are engaged and they care about and value the privilege to be able to vote. Well, quick story, and then I know you're gonna keep talking to me, but I um, was at the high school today 
and ran into uh, one of the students and they have, I'm a registered future BWIC voter, are you? So that's just, you know, kudos to this young lady that I ran into and she was like, look what I got my sticker, Dr. Potenziano. And I was like, that is awesome. So, so tell me a little bit more about the election and I'm assuming, you know, folks are already able to get absentee ballots. We received our absentee ballots in the middle of la last week. We had 1,300 that we had already applications for, so we fulfilled those. So everybody who requested one should have already received their ballot. And we will continue starting next week. We have additional staffing to um, in our council chamber at 85 Union Street for those folks who don't know where our office is. Mm -hmm. um, so we will have plenty of people to help both. If you want absentee vote in person, take it with you. Or if you want to register to vote, update your voter registration, you can do all of those in one location in our council chamber. Um, you can come and take one for a spouse, for an immediate family member. Often we have a lot of parents who have students that are coming home from college for a long weekend and would come in and get their ballot and have them and have it returned the following week. Those ballots, there are a variety of ways you can request an absentee ballot. You don't necessarily have to come to town hall. If you go to our website, brunswickme.org, and go under the town clerk, you'll be able to find the various ways. There's a way you can do them electronically through the state system. You can call us and request your absentee. You can do a written request. But as you get closer to the election, we definitely do see more people coming to town hall and doing it in person just because of the timeliness of it. And they've made the decision as they've done their research and they're comfortable with what candidates they're interested in supporting. Right. So, Okay, that that's really important. And again, because that's something I actually didn't know that I had students that have been out of state for college and for other things. And I didn't know that I could actually go and get their absentee ballots. And you can request absentees up until Thursday, November the 3rd. After that, you can still return any ballot you have out. We just need it by the close of polls on election day, not postmarked. Can't come to my office after that. It has to be in my possession by 8 p.m., if not sooner, um, on election day, So, which is November 8th. So that's important for folks to know because we certainly want, we have always have some people who come in on a Friday after the deadline and say, oh, can I get my ballot? And unfortunately, you can't. And then on election day, our polls open at 7 a.m., we close at 8 p.m. This election, we will be at the junior high in Coffin School, kind of splitting based on your last name. So like A through, I think M will be in Coffin School and the remainder of the letters will be at the junior high. So that's kind of exciting. Fran, anything that I didn't ask that you feel like I should or anything that uh, for voting, you've given a lot of information. I'll put it also on our website, part of the the Brunswick Buzz podcast, but anything else I didn't ask that I oh, should? I don't think so. I think just really, I mean, every vote does count. I understand mm -hmm. people often, you know, come out and vote. And I always say to folks, some people, sometimes people look and they're interested in voting maybe just for the governor's race. There's no requirement to vote for anything that you don't want to. Some people are concerned that, well, if I don't mark something on every, on for every race, then my ballot won't count. That's not true. We'll That's count, so. the machine will count what you voted um, and just count th those offices that you haven't as blank. So I do want people to realize that they don't have to vote for any person or issue that they're not comfortable with a selection on. In addition, we have um, ranked choice voting for certain offices. In this case, this year's, and that's if you have two, have three or more candidates and you can rank choice, meaning that you can pick your first choice, your second choice, your third choice. Mm -hmm. Another very common question that we get is, do I have to rank them all? No. If you only want to support your number one choice, if you just 
mark that person in, then the other two will just be counted as blank. You're not required again to fulfill everyone to have your first choice or your second choice counted. This has been so informative. I, I think one more important thing, especially for people that are new to the community or people that are new to voting, um, you can register to vote up to and on election day. So if for some reason you've been so busy and you haven't been able to update your voter registration or you haven't registered, you can still do that up to and on election day. On election day, we'll be at the polls, which will be again at Coffin School and the junior high. If not, it will be in our offices. So, okay. Brand, this has been so informative. I really appreciate you taking the time. So today we're meeting with District 6 School Board Representative Elizabeth Sokoloff, who is finishing her sixth year on the school board. And we're going to be uh, asking Elizabeth some questions, and we'll get started. Elizabeth, can you first uh, introduce yourself? Tell me, tell me um, you know, why originally you got involved in getting on the school board and provide as much personal information you'd like to provide to the Brunswick Buzz. Sure, thanks. So my name is Elizabeth Sokoloff and my husband Andy is a social worker and we live in Brunswick with our 13-year-old son Lyle who's in eighth grade. I have worked as a teacher in some capacity ever since graduating from grad school, so that's about 30 years now. And 15 of those years I spent teaching in the main public schools. I uh, left that job when we adopted our son because of he had some pretty severe health issues and I didn't want to put him in daycare so I stayed home with him and he's perfectly healthy now. He went off to kindergarten and I started thinking about what I wanted to do in terms of re-entering education in some way. The school board was something that I'd always thought about and I started attending some meetings and back in 2016 I went to one particular meeting and witnessed a sort of concerning conversation about the adoption of a multi-faith calendar which the Brunswick School Department had not previously had and I started to think that maybe I had some experience and perspective that could be helpful to the district. So I ran that following year and won my seat and have been working hard on the board ever since. Elizabeth, is there one or two items or activities or projects that you're most proud of as you're in your time in the past six years? Any, anything that stands yeah, out? Yeah, I, I was thinking about the word accomplishment because I feel like the work that we do there's never, ever a box checked off, right? It's like a constant revisiting. So, so, I, so I can't say, you know, that we've, but I am really proud of the work that this board has done. Personally speaking, my experience working with teen has really helped me. I started working with them the same year I joined the board, and it's really helped me focus my attention on that the basic needs and mental and social and emotional well-being of our students and how closely connected those things are to their academic and behavioral outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I that perspective really helped me to define the work that I wanted to do on the board. So I'm proud to be a spokesperson and an advocate for those students on the board. And I'm proud of the work and the accomplishments that we have made as a district given all of our interest in moving in that direction. I also really am proud of the subcommittee commitments that I've made. I chaired a lot of committees, currently chairing the policy committee, 
the curriculum committee. I serve on the special education committee. Those committees are, I feel like, really plated the strengths that I bring to the board. And I feel like we've made so much headway as we view our policies and our curriculum and our practices through the lens of the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging work that we're doing. It's, it makes that subcommittee work so meaningful and it mm. makes it, it, I feel like there's this thread that connects all the work that we do. I was happy and proud to serve on the Furbish Building Committee. Oh, Very right. proud of that building. Mm. Also quite involved, which was super fun on the artistic side of it, the interior design paint colors, you know, building. It really is. Yeah. I mean, we just really put ourselves fully into that project. And I think it really shows. I would like to, um, uh, anything, two questions, actually, is there anything else that I haven't asked that you'd like the, you know, the Brunswick, greater Brunswick community know about anything you want to share? I love that my work with the strategic planning committee is kind of going to be the umbrella work for the next three years. I'm very excited to be participating on that committee. It's going to be a what a, another two years, right, before we yeah. actually have developed a framework. But to be able to be a part of creating that vision and that mission for the district as a whole and sort of framing all of our work and taking the time to figure out what our priorities are, what our challenges are, knowing where we, you know, doing a realistic audit of where we're beginning and where we want to be. I, that's my favorite kind of work to do. I'm, I like to dot T's. I don't actually do that. I cross T's and dot I's, but, and, but I also really always like to keep that distance, you know, so that the work that you're doing, you don't get too caught up in the day to day and forget the overall the overarching mission. Yeah. So, mission and vision is so important. Yep. I, I have to say that's one of the things that I've been impressed with so far is we have to, you know, the board's commitment to even allow that to happen. Many, I can fair to say many places are, you know, more inclined to, like you said, dot the I's, cross the T's and kind of, okay, we're done and move on. Whereas stopping and pausing and building it out over a period of time will pay dividends. I, I'm just sure of oh, it. I'm just sure of undoubtedly, it. Undoubtedly, yeah. And it, as someone who worked for a long time, like I said, for a nonprofit, it's hard to find the time, right, to pull exactly. back and and stay on course. And I think the strongest organizations, including ours, does that. And so I'm really thrilled to be a part of that. I am not on the DEI committee. However, I'm watching that closely. And what I'm very excited about in terms of that work is I can feel that we're about to turn the corner from identification conversations, you know, about that are more big picture to really getting down and dirty and taking action and finding solutions for things. That to me is an exciting turn yeah. for that yeah. work. And I'm so happy that our district has been brave and bold enough to sort of take that work on. And I feel like when our every adult in every building is on the same page where they're really viewing every decision they make throughout the day through that lens, we're going to be the strongest school district we could possibly be. I so you just said though, one of the phrases you just, uh, and I wrote it down, was the, uh, you know, getting in front of the barriers. or And that's what I see this is, you know, we've been talking for two years about a lot of the framework around it, about what those barriers are. But now, actually, when we're going to start 
moving or adjusting a barrier so that we can get around, students can get around it or families can get around it or, or frankly, just remove it completely. That's really special work. And, and uh, we met today, for instance, on that same topic as an administrative team. And, and um, you know, it's exciting when you just said, which is when we all start to look through that lens and we have to stop and pause and say, how is this going to impact, you know, various populations? that's when you know you start making some serious movement and some serious uh, change. I think it will require some training. I think it will require people to understand the connection between being an effective educator and being able to reach every student equally. We have such amazing teachers in this district. And I think when everyone is is on the same page when it comes to that and has the skills to do it. Again, I feel like that proactive versus reactive where we're getting out ahead of things where every individual is stopping a problem before it occurs or stopping the building of any barrier before it's there and we have to rip it down. That is key. So um, I'm super excited about, about the work that we're doing right now. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to end with the, what a question that I've uh, I've been excited to ask, and which is, you know, is there a teacher or an individual that you know in your past educational as a student or maybe as a as a teacher because you were a teacher as well that made a significant impact on your life, and then if you would, why? So anyone, you know, whether it was a teacher or an educational technician or maybe a counselor, or whomever that you'd like to, and you don't have to use their name, but uh, I'd like to just hear. I'm assuming that's part of why you kind of like said, why I'm going to do this, why I'm going to be, you know, why I can make a difference. At least I, my experience when I've talked to folks, there's often someone behind there that has caused them to make this change, make this difference. So I grew up in Virginia mm. where elementary school went from kindergarten through sixth grade. Okay. And I spent the greater portion of that pretty much in hiding. I was the same height I am now pretty much in fifth grade. So I stood out in a very big way and I was very busy. I I was very active in competitive swimming. Mm. And so my friend group did not value academics. So I was very busy trying to blend into a group of kids. And this new teacher was the first male teacher we had at our elementary school. His name was Mr. Gray. And he was new and I I got him for sixth grade and he immediately like figured me out and he challenged me and told me that I had the voice of a leader and he he made me feel proud to do well in school and and he made me feel that it was cool to do well and to care about academic success and to kind of just find my voice and make it strong. And I think about him as a parent all the time because that's what we are trying to do with our son all the time. You know, identify your gifts, be as good as you possibly can at those things and figure out how they're gonna make the world a better place, you know? So I do think about Mr. Gray a lot because that's when I sort of both, you know, metaphorically and literally started standing taller (laughs) as a person. And I feel like after that, I sort of was often running with being proud of the person that I was and not trying to fit into some group where, you know, we didn't share values really. So it was a life-changing year for me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I appreciate you taking the time today.
Today on the Brunswick Buzz, I'm interviewing Beth Bisson, school board chair and district two representative. Beth is finishing her first third year term as a school board representative. Uh, welcome, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for participating. Really excited about this. We're excited to have our election school board membership. Later this week, I'll be interviewing Fran Smith as well. And Fran will be part of this podcast as well. So we're excited. Oh, great. That's um, great. So, so first, Elizabeth, it'd be great for you to just kind of introduce, you know, who you are, how long. I know we know you've been on the school board for one term, but generally who you are, what you want to share. And then the big question is, is, you know, why did you run in the first place? I think it'd be helpful for the Brunswick Buzz listeners to understand why um, why you ran in the first place. Thank you. My name is Beth Bisson, and I'm our school board chair currently. I have three children in the district, um, two in junior high and one at Harriet Beecher Stowe School. Um, so I'm a parent and my other day job is I work for the University of Maine. I'm the associate director for the Sea Grant program at the University of Maine. We fund uh, marine research. We work on a wide variety of marine and coastal issues throughout the state. I work in public service for my day job, and I have, I'm have i a daughter of a teacher, elementary school teacher. One of my grandmothers was a school nurse for decades. Several of my aunts are also teachers, and my grandfather was on the school board for many, many years. Um, I'm from Southern Vermont. And so I've always, being on the school board is something that I've always thought I would I would like to do just as a way to give back. I'm a student of public schools myself from Southern Vermont in a very small community. I've always felt so deeply why our public schools are so important. They They provide the opportunity for all of our students to have in education, they enrich our lives in so many different ways and enrich our communities. And so I, I think our schools here in Brunswick are really, a, you know, a community that we can be proud of. And so when a friend recruited me to um, join the board in 2019, um, as he was stepping down, didn't have to think about it very long. I, I knew it was something that I'd like to do. I was elected that November of 2019 and started my first term in January 2020. And so as we all know, Things changed very quickly after I was elected and started my term. Wow, um, so I had a, yeah. a very short few months before we entered the pandemic. It seems um, so long ago, but that is yeah. like, you know, I forget that. That's true. You literally just got on the board and then experienced a pretty significant uh, shift that public education, frankly, hadn't seen for, what, over 100 years or whatnot. So that's incredible in itself. Yeah, it's been, I mean, I have to say, though, it, the pandemic has been so challenging in so many ways and, you know, every part of every single person's life. But my service on the school board during this time, while extremely challenging, has also been extremely re rewarding. Mm. I think for a number of reasons, because our our teachers and our staff are working so hard to provide what our students need and our families need in this time. But also it's just become so clear why public education is so important for, for all of our students. And it feels like the service that I can provide to the board alongside, you know, our staff and administrators and our other board members is, is very fulfilling. There weren't any easy answers during the pandemic, and there aren't any easy answers to a lot of the challenges we face in public education, but we're all kind of doing our best and trying to make 
the best decisions we can. So Beth, fair to say it wasn't there wasn't a specific issue that decided to run on or, you know, run for, if you will. It was more of a, you know, a general overview of how important public education is to the lives of all the students, but also to the greater community. Fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I did get involved prior to my run in the effort to support the new Cape Furbish school. Okay. Um yeah. And so, you know, that issue is very important to me, but it, it wasn't why I decided to run. It just brought home to me the importance of maintaining a board in our community that supports the needs of all of our students and our staff throughout time. We have to make hard decisions as a school board members. And it's really important to me that people with, you know, really strong deep belief in the value of public ed education serve on the board. I feel like I am one of those people. No, that's great. Are there any specific accomplishments, Beth, that you uh, would like to highlight uh, as you're running for this next uh, term? Well, as you know, I've had a relatively short term on the board. Um, so this is the end of my third year. And so really the service that I've provided during the pandemic has has been much of it related to the pandemic. But despite that, I am incredibly proud that we were able to move forward with our pre-K program mm. to extend those um, services to more families by expanding the program. I'm very supportive of the partnership, other child care provider, right now family focused, but potentially others in the future. I'm really proud to live in a community that values the service of educators and our bus drivers and our food service employees and all of the important individuals who make every day run smoothly and be rewarding for our students. Beth, are there anything else you want to, um, or anything you want to highlight for your next three-year term, anything in particular that you, um, we've talked a little bit about it, but is there anything, you know, that you really want to highlight in the next three years? Sure. Um, well, I'm really excited and honored to be part of this strategic planning process that's going on right now. I'm one of several board members that's participating directly, and of course, the whole board will be engaged as well. We haven't had a new strategic plan in the time that I've done this, so it's my first time going through this process. It's been wonderful to be part of the community steering committee um, that's providing input to the planning process, to hear the you know diverse perspectives, and also just very strong values. Any other questions, Beth? I've got one final one, but anything that you want to add? Anything else? I don't think so no. for now. Yeah. Well, I'd like to end it with, and I've, you know, as I said, we've interviewed uh, the other uh, board members that are running. So one of the questions I like to ask is, uh, you know, is there one teacher or one individual in your educational experience that made a significant impact in your life? And um, if so, and why? I've had so many wonderful teachers and I've been so fortunate. I think I'm going to share two little snippets. One is um, my one of my high school English teachers, Larry Carbonetti. He provided space. I don't even remember what books we read. His way of engaging all of the students in the room is something that I don't remember seeing very much in my time. Wow. There's always a group of students who speak up a lot and a lot of students who kind of hang back. He was able to bring bring everyone out and bring their light. And, and he had this thing called the Anvil Award. <laughs> it was this ridiculous, giant, full-size, um, must have been like three by four uh, poster board, just yeah. with a simple drawing of an anvil on it. But whenever funny. anyone said something deep or weighty or thoughtful, he would unpost it from the, the wall and bring it over and just drape it over your whole desk. 
I love it. And I think the other one was, it was actually, I think she was a grad student even. It was a professor that I had in college. She didn't have to, it was a seminar on, on again, it was a literature seminar. And the thing that I most remember about her is the way that she met all of us where we were. I think she helped me more with my writing than anyone else ever has. She didn't need to put in that extra effort. It was something she was doing probably because she needed to earn some extra money during her degree program. But at the time, I just was so grateful for it. That's that's incredible. I'm so glad you shared both of those stories. There are oftentimes, most people that I've spoken to always have someone that has made that impression in their life particularly in the pre-K-12 realm. Well, Beth, thank you so much for doing this. So today on the Brunswick Bros, we're interviewing Mandy Merrill from District 1, school board representative. And uh, Mandy and I are going to have a conversation about, um, you know, what, uh, what originally made Mandy decide to run on the school board. But first, um, Mandy, it'd be great for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and anything you'd like to share about, uh, you know, who you are and, as I said, how long you've been on the board and uh, provide as much personal information as you'd like. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Mandy Merrill. This is my sixth year on the Brunswick School Board. I'm about to start my third term in January. I am a graduate of Brunswick Schools. I moved here from Montana my freshman year. Proud graduate of Brunswick. I have one son who's currently a senior at Brunswick High School. That's awesome. I guess that's my intro. Yeah, no, that's a perfect intro. Thank you. So that's good to help the uh, listeners uh, recognize that you are a Brunswick graduate and uh, went through the went through the high school. I can't recall. I think there's only maybe one other Brunswick graduate on the school board, if I'm if I'm correct. But I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think it's you and another. So so that's awesome, Mandy. Thank you for sharing that. I'd like to just hear, you know, why in the first place, six years ago, or actually maybe seven years ago, that year before, you know, what made you run in the first place? Yeah, uh, my son Derek was really interested in possibly going into politics. And for a long time, he wanted to be a U.S. senator. I was approached by some other parents because this seat was open. They knew I did a lot of volunteering. They asked if I'd be willing to run. I said I would. So Derek got to see a little bit of how, you know, a campaign is done. He did some door knocking with me and going out and meeting community members and and got to go through the, the whole process with me and awesome. see a bit of how that works. That's awesome. That's like a, a real family affair. That's really yeah. exciting. Uh, I don't know if I've had, I've heard that before, but that's really exciting that, you know, your, your child kind of, uh, Derek was one of the impetus, you know, the reasons. I mean, I know many school board members will be like, oh, I'm going to run because I want this or better, but, but that's really a cool one where you're, you know, you got Derek to allow him to see what it looks like, what the process looks like and whatnot. S since you've been on the school board, are there some certain accomplishments that you're know you're most proud of i'm probably most proud of the work that i did on the building committee for kate furbish yep that was a super fun process to go from talking about design to seeing the blueprints to starting to you know pick colors of lockers and the designs on the floors the whole process was just fascinating and and it was a real pleasure to be a part of that process and that, i mean and that really i read an article recently mandy about how the learning environment really does impact learning. 
uh, and teaching. If And that school, as you know, is an incredible, I mean, that school is just gorgeous. You walk in there and you, you and other board members really obviously, and community members, spend time, like you just said, picking colors. And you walk in and it's just, it envelops you, I think, about, you know, you want to be in there. You, I get energized every time I go in there. That's exciting. That's a, uh, it's a great accomplishment. What, um, what goals do you have for your next three-year term? Any specific goals that you'd like to see that we accomplish these next three years? I'd like to see ways to have more, like, parent and community involvement in events. I know there's some, but I would definitely like to see a lot more. Other than that, I'd like to see more parent and community participation in the budget process. Yes, very important. It seems like we have a few, you know, that have no problems approaching us, but... I just attended Derek's open house the other night and a teacher was speaking about his dissatisfaction with some things that were put in the budget that didn't happen. And I thought, man, I didn't see you at any of our meetings. I don't recall any emails from you with input. And and I would like to see us make some progress to getting more engagement, be able to get more voices as a superintendent. We can't always do everything, but if we don't hear it, if we don't find out about it, how do you act on it, right? You, you at least have to have the data to do that. So I hear, I think that's what I hear you saying as well is, you know, okay. trying to, how do we get that engagement? Well, I like to, I like to end with this last question and I hope you're game for it. But the next one is, is, you know, can you name one teacher or one adult, uh, you know, in the educational system that made a significant impact on your life? And if so, why they made that impact? Yeah, my seventh grade English teacher back home in Montana, his name was uh, Ed Puccinelli. He was just a phenomenal teacher, and he really stands out as somebody that really encouraged us to to be ourselves, to reach for the stars, just to go above and beyond. Yeah, even when I after I moved out here, I still wrote to Mr. Puccinelli. He'd write back to me. I'd visit him and we'd go back home to visit family. He was a phenomenal teacher. And what's funny is I had a, an Aunt Tammy that had Mr. Puccinelli years before when she was in school. She did not like him at all. And I really? loved having him as a teacher. And it's just funny that we had such different experiences with the same, yes. same teacher. Well, like, that is really fascinating, right? Because that uh, Mr. Cuccinelli obviously is, is it Puccinelli? Puccinelli, yeah. Puccinelli, yeah. So he made an impact, but your aunt, uh, Aunt Tammy didn't. Um, I think that just speaks to the fact that, right, it takes all different people. And, yeah. uh, you know, a teacher, you know, while he, he or she may be a great teacher, but sometimes it's that one person that's going to connect with that, that student that's going to help them, you know, reach their potential or reach out. Like you just said something that resonated for me, which is, you know, he made you feel like, you know, be yourself, be, yeah. you know, reach for the stars and be yourself. So, well, Mandy, thank you so much. I, uh, the other thing that I think uh, I always like to just, I also want to end with is that I want to thank you for the amount of time. Uh, people don't realize the amount of time that our school board members donate, or it, maybe donate's not, not the right word. Uh, the amount of time you spend on yeah. all the different, you know, not just the school board meetings, but the subcommittee meetings and the, and the meeting minutes and the notes. So, Thank you as superintendent of schools. I really appreciate that. And thanks for participating on the uh, Brunswick Buzz today. Yeah, thank you, Phil. Hey, thank you for listening to the Brunswick Buzz. The Brunswick Buzz is available wherever you find your podcast.